Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. We're back. Lainey, We're back. Lainey Crowder is one of my besties for the resty. She has come on my podcast before talking about living life in abundance, talking about how wheat is this big force in her life, which has led you to your calling. I know. And we were talking today because I we talk a lot, and I was just telling Lainey, I feel uninspired. I feel burned out. I feel just like not motivated. And it's not it's not like a depression or anything like that because I'm super happy with my life. Like I love my husband. I love my baby. I love my family. I love my friends. There's a lot going on in the world, so we're all feeling that. But like yeah. I feel content in my life. I just don't feel inspired. And then we started yeah. talking about it. And then I was like, and Lainey's like, well, you should just have a little podcast. Because I, I haven't. I haven't felt inspired to do interviews lately. Like I have, I'm always inspired to do interviews, but like for some reason right now, I'm just not inspired to go do interviews and I hate that. And so Lainey was like, you were like, well, you should just go on and like talk about this. But I'm like, no, but then I was like, you know what, Lainey, you should come on here and talk I'm to me. You. you should talk about your first year as a mom since Sunny just had her first birthday. There's so much in there, but I get it. You didn't want to talk to yourself. I was the one that suggested it and here we are. I'm just Chatting in the mood to talk about – I'm in the mood to talk to you because you are doing something that is so inspiring. And I just want you to talk about Life in the Wheat Field, which you've launched now, which is amazing, and your goal with this, which is 
to help people realize they can live in abundance even when it feels like life isn't abundant, right? Yes, that you, you summed it up perfectly. We don't even have anything else to talk about. Okay, so um, that's it. Good luck. Good night. Yeah, there we go. Have a good one. Um, no, I'm, that's exactly what it is. I am the only thing that like truly gets my heart like racing at this point in life, which is hilarious. Like I'm excited about it. I'm inspired by it. It's is helping all these people in my life pursue abundance, which sounds like ridiculous, but it is just, you called it my calling and that is exactly what it feels like right now. And so I don't know, I guess, you know, we've talked about the Wheatfield vision on a podcast back in March before COVID, which is crazy. How so that give us a recap, just a quick recap about, and everyone go back and listen to the full story about yes. Lainey Crowder because she talks about it then, but give us just a recap yeah. about wheat and how it's played a part. Okay. So I had a vision at this women's retreat of this woman um, standing in a wheat field with her hands held up high. Um, and a friend of mine who was at the women's retreat speaking had the exact same vision at the same time I did. And that is like, in itself is bizarre, right? Like, so I felt like that was just God's way of being like, okay, two people had it, pay attention to it. Well, the more I started to like look into this woman in a wheat field, wheat is symbolic of abundance. That's one of the meanings of it, life, fertility, and abundance. And abundance means a great plenty, ample sufficiency. And so to me, that vision was a symbol of a woman in her abundance, a woman like seeking abundance at all costs. And so the more I've looked into how you grow wheat, which this sounds so boring. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? This is what I'm doing with it. <laughs> um, wheat doesn't just become wheat overnight. It's not like you wake up one day and the farmer all of a sudden has a field of wheat. So much work went into getting him to a field of wheat. And there are some really hard processes that go into it from waiting on the rain to come so you can even start. See what I'm talking about. Haven't we all been in that waiting season where you're just like, is it ever going to happen for me? Is this ever going to grow? Yeah. I mean, and I think, and, um, you know, I'll speed up and go back to the waiting. So basically after three years, that vision was three years ago. I decided last month on September 1st to launch a virtual Bible study about wheat. And I was teaching the finally decide. Um, you know what? I don't, I felt like it chased me down. I mean, I, you know, you were part of it before COVID hit. I, I just started learning about wheat and, um, it's all in the Bible. And I started just pulling all things together about farming and wheat. And I just started writing it down. Like it was keeping me up at night. Like I had to get on my computer and type it up. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go share this message with friends. So I started inviting friends over for like wheat filled Wednesdays and we would have coffee and pastries and I would put all this food out that I didn't make because I don't do not cook and I would like go to Fresh Market, Whole Foods, wherever and I'll be like make it pretty here's some pretty plates let's sit down and talk and so I would start teaching it and then they're like can we do this again so I would just keep writing them and then I you know launched one that you came to down at meet and greet for like music industry women and and then COVID hit but yeah I still had this message like that I had to continue writing and sharing and so I tried to do a couple over Zoom it just didn't happen. And finally, wheat just kept popping up. I mean, I share about this on the Instagram handle, Life um, Life in the Wheat Field. But it, it just, the, it, the funny thing, here's one. I haven't even shared this yet, but I was nervous. I decided to bring a friend on with me. She's helping me, like, make this pretty on Instagram because I don't have time to do that. And she's really talented in that. Shout out to Libby. Uh-huh. And I 
we picked a date and we announced it. We teased it. You know, September 1st, there's something coming. Well, it's like once you pick a date for something, you like, there's no turning back, right? And so. And you and I talked about this because right before you launched, we randomly had our annual pap smears at the gyno together because we go to the same gynecologist. Which is going to be a yearly thing, by the way. That <laughs> yeah. was so awesome. And so well, we, ran, we didn't plan it. It just happened. We ran into each other at the gynecologist because obviously that's normal. And yeah, then we're like, you know what? Screw it. Let's go get some coffee and talk and all this stuff. And it was right before you were going live. And you yep. were talking about how fear was creeping in because you had teased it and you had announced yep. it. And you had, now you're putting it out there. And so now what has been this beautiful treasure in your heart that you have loved sharing in your, in your world with your friends, now you're putting it out there to the world to have everyone who – T taps into it weigh in on it and that is scary that is scary it was I mean terrifying like I was half parts excited like I, this is how I describe it to people are like this is so cool you're doing this I'm like well just know I'm 50% excited 50% terrified but 100% sure this is what I'm supposed to do that's so awesome. that's that that has not wavered during this whole process and so um but but while I was like oh my gosh I put this date out there I'm doing this I'm like working on content and figuring out how to take these you know, studies I've written and put them in like a video format and blah, blah, blah. I was coming back from Colorado in late July. I think this was like August, I don't know, August 4th or something. And I was like pulling up to my house. We'd gotten back from Colorado and the whole Colorado trip, I'm like thinking about it and I'm excited. And when I got home, I thought, oh God, I've got to get to work. Okay. I've made a bad decision. Like I should not have, I should not have, be doing this. Like this is not what I was, what, what was I sitting here thinking? And we come in, you know, when you're, you're going out of town for a week, like you have tons of mail. And so Corey goes and brings in all the mail. And I subscribe to one magazine, and it is British Vogue. Like, not even American Vogue, it's British Vogue. There's a story behind it, but I love it, and I'm obsessed with it. And it comes in like a, you know, they come in like an envelope, like when they mail them, like that you can see through, so to keep it safe and not get nasty. And... He lays it. He's like, oh, your magazine came. I've gotten it for 11 straight months. This is my last one coming for my subscription. And there's wheat on the cover of it. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> and I'm looking through the, like, cellophane, and I, it was like um, Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory. You know, like when – do you remember the movie? Like, they opened the candy bar, and they're, like, ripping through it to see if it's got a golden ticket. I'm ripping it out because I'm going, that is wheat on the cover of British Vogue. When every other, for 11 months, it's been a, a model or it's been something crazy fashion. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting here doubting, should I do this? And the British Vogue that month is a picture of wheat with the word reset on it. Reset. And, wow. Yeah. And I was, that's all it said. All it said on the cover. There's no title. Uh, it's interesting. British Vogue does a picture. And they don't do, they don't like tease really what the magazine's about. Like, you know, like on our Vogue's in America, there'll be like 17 titles on the cover about what's inside. They just pick one and it was reset. And so I just thought that was so cool. And then come to find out it was a special edition Vogue that month. And there were 13 different covers that they had done. And out of all, and I, you can see them all once you open the magazine, which options there are. And the one I got out of 13 was wheat. So even little things like that. That's why I say it chased me down. To where in those moments of like fear and like have I made the right decision, I just keep going back to this. So, so I have a, a lot of questions I want to ask you, but yeah. I want to start with <clears throat> tell everyone what life in the wheat field is exactly because it can grow. Like this, there's room to grow, just like fields of wheat can grow. Sure. 
Yes. But what is it right now? And what are you offering people? What is your intent? And how, like, how come, what, what is the, the, yeah, what I just said. Yeah, okay. Okay. There's two answers. The short okay. answer is life in the wheat field is a virtual Bible study that has a new video, five to seven minute Bible study every Wednesday. So wheat field Wednesday, I put a new video out. Okay. So that's the on short your answer. Insta story. On I, I put it. Yeah. It's on IGTV. At um, life in the wheat field. Mm-hmm. And, or I post on Facebook. Um, but yeah, so it's life in the wheat field. Every wheat field Wednesday, there's a new study. And then from Wednesday to the following Tuesday, I have quotes up from the study. I put questions out to try to like that go with the study just to get people thinking. I mean, my thought process is this, Lynn. There's a lot out there right now to get our attention. In my personal opinion, a lot of it is not life-giving. It's life-robbing. And if you're on your feed feeling whatever when you're going through and something stops you that brings life to you, well, great. Like that's that's a win. I have one, yay, that it is serving its purpose. So the short answer for life in the wheat field is it's a virtual Bible study that is out every Wednesday. The long answer, the more in-depth answer, I guess, is to me, life in the wheat field is a way of life. It is a way of seeing abundance at every turn and choosing to see it because, okay, it's a crazy world right now. I was going to say, you've picked a really tough season for some of us to see abundance, you know? So no. How do we do it? We realize that, okay, let's break down. That seed doesn't just become a field of wheat. You have to wait for the rain to soften the ground before the farmer could ever begin plowing. Plowing is ridiculously hard work. The farmers had to plow the soil. The definition of plow, which I'm teaching on this week, is turn up the earth. That is literally what plowing is. When we are in plowing seasons, which is kind of, we're like waiting in a plowing season right now. Like, it feels like our life, our earth has been turned upside down. I mean, hello, pandemic. You know what I mean? Like, jobs have stopped. The music industry, are you kidding me? It's, like, suffered so much. Um, schools are truly in disarray. Um, families, like, from financial all the way to health. I mean, you know, like, more than likely, you will be okay if you get COVID. But there are plenty of people that have not been. Mm-hmm. Like, our lives have been turned upside down. This is a plowing, really hard season. But to me, you never get to abundance if you don't have a plowing season. That's really like it's that's, an, that's it's deep. we gotta talk about that for a minute. That's a that's a moment that like I feel like a lot of people, including myself sometimes in life, are like, God, this is hard. Why is this happening? Like this is not fair. This is not right this is wrong. Like this isn't good. This isn't good. But then also you look back and like, if you look at biblical stories, if you look at all any kind of like spiritual stories, if you look at any past history, like it's never been easy and good really. Right. Is that, and that's part of the message. Like we have to go. That's a part of the message. I mean, I want you to think back to times in your life that were really hard and you didn't think you would get through them. And on the other side of them, you can see either they led you to something good or what good came of it, or they made you take a detour that then led you to like a season of abundance. Like if we look back sometimes, I mean, like I look back at different things in our life, my life or my friend's lives. Um, I mean, I think about a friend who, you want to talk about a plowing season, you want to talk about a hard season, like plowing's hard work. Hello, farmers like they have a lot of land to plow before machines. Like you used your animals to do it. You were up all night, like your blood, sweat, tears, hard work. 
she went through a plowing season 10 years ago that I'm going to speak about a little bit this week without giving too many details, but I mean, she, she lost her husband, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning in a wreck, leaving her with an eight month old to race, like out of nowhere. And that was 10 years ago. It'll be 10 years ago in December. And I get teary eyed talking about it, but like when most people in that season would have like waved the white flag or given up, um, she didn't. And I'm sitting here going like, even though there's plenty of times she wanted to, and maybe she like almost had that white scarf ready to wave it, she didn't. And and 10 years later, she she has got like, one of the things to talk about, in a plowing season, I sound like the crazy wheat lady, I'm just gonna own it. And a plowing, plowing creates space for farmers when it's time to seed, sow seeds, which is the next season, the only way those seeds can get good roots is if the ground has been plowed. And I look at my friend who went through this plowing season and her roots right now are stronger than anybody I know. Meaning wow. faith is stronger on this side of it. Now she questioned the heck out of God for a while, um, but is no longer in that season. She, her, her roots are stronger in her faith, her family, her meaning of life that the roots with like what matters in life are so much deeper. She doesn't get caught up in the frivolous stuff. Like everyone else does these days, like her roots are stronger because she went through that. And so I don't know. I just think like we are all in a plowing season. We cannot believe or, or for one second, think we've been forgotten or it, it is just a part of the process of us seeing a season down the road that is really hard to see right now. I mean, but think about the farmer when he's out there on his tractor at all hours of the day, he's doing it with hopes that wheat will come. He can't even see it yet, but you still, we can't see it. We don't know what's next, but we have to believe that it is good and that, that an abundant life is capable because that is what the Bible tells us according to Jonathan Tim. The thing though that I also really appreciate about you is Sometimes I feel like Bible studies get like a bad rap. Like it's like, you know, like when you hear about a Bible study, you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm about to get fire and brimstone and I'm about to have like all this stuff put on me that makes me feel like I'm a terrible person or you know, I don't even know what, but like it kind of makes you feel like it, it gives you a certain feeling sometimes. That is not your way, which I really appreciate because you came into this saying, listen, I'm not even trying to act like I am this holier-than-thou person who has it all figured out, who is like preaching this message because I know more. You are like saying, I truly believe that every person has the ability to experience abundance, and I have the way, I am, you're, like, I feel like you are able to speak that out loud, like that's come to you on how to speak that out loud, and you're just trusting it, like, I feel like that's something that I find very refreshing about this Bible study is you are coming at it from just the intention of truly trying to speak this message on your heart and not trying to be this like teacher Bible study. Holy cow. I think that's why I was hesitant to start it for so long. And I talk about this in like the first week video, the first week filled Wednesday week one is like I ran from it because in order to write a Bible study, 
you would think, oh, I have to be perfect. I have, I have it all figured out. I'm going to have to have all the answers. I don't have any of those things. And to be quite honest, I would encourage anyone who is in a Bible study and the leader has all the answers and is holier than thou, like, get up and run. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's been one perfect person. I'm not it. You are not it. They are not it. And I think one thing that has blown me away by just doing this is, like, I really did – I, I didn't expect so many people to say, thank you. Um, I, I got turned off by church. I feel like I wasn't good enough to go. I had to leave this group because X, Y, Z, or, you know, I like had a really bad day yesterday and I posted about it and was just real about it. And, um, I, how many people reached out and were like, Oh my gosh, thank you for showing that like, you're not perfect. Thank you for showing that you know, I went to this church forever and I'm not giving church a bad rap. I'm just saying like, I have an awesome church. Church has played a huge role in my life. However, a lot of people that is just not the case. And so hearing you say that, I appreciate it because that's the last thing I ever want to do is be, you know, this fake, I have it all together. Let me teach you about we, or to tell you like, you know, it's fine if you're in a plowing season. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. No, there are awful things in this world. There are terrible things in life. Like that is just the world we live in and that sucks. You know what I mean? Like, so what happens though, <clears throat> because this is the part I struggle with and I'm trying to work on acceptance. What happens when your life gets cut short in the plowing season? Like I struggle with that. Like what happens when I struggle with innocence lost is what I struggle with. Yeah. What happens when someone is in a plowing season and then something happens and they don't ever get the chance to get to the harvest? I don't know. I mean, I don't think I have that answer. That's one of those answers I don't have, you know? Um, I know we don't gain anything from focusing on the hard and the dark. That is Nothing so true. Like, it adds negative energy to that. It's not, like, it's not adding love and light to the world it's adding negativity to the world yeah i mean all the time there is no we, we gain nothing from going the down direction and the gloom direction and the darkness i mean i look at a lot as dark and light it makes sense mm -hmm. to me it's mm -hmm. biblical it works i've seen it in my life like both ways there nothing is gained nothing is gained from focusing on i'm in a plowing season this sucks i mean it's got to be god i'm believing that you're going to get me on the other side of this you know, and I think a large part of it is, I, I talk to my son about this all the time, you know, do not worry about tomorrow. Today has enough trouble of its own. So basically, today, I'm going to get on the other side of that. And then tomorrow when you wake up, I'm going to get on the other side of that. And um, you just, that's it. I mean, what else can you do? You know, um, I, I don't have the answer. I mean, there is a lot about this world I don't understand and I never will. I mean... Is that one reason why you feel so called to be a light? Because you feel like you want, like you said earlier, there's so much that can distract you on Instagram, social media, on news, whatever, that's dark, depressing, whatever. Is that why this is such a burning desire on your heart to be a spot where people can refuel? I think so. I mean... Listen, at the end of the day, we're going to like, whatever's speaking the most into us, we're going to take it in. I mean, we are, we're going to reflect whatever we're putting in us, mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, I, I do feel very called to be a light. Um, doesn't mean I have all the answers. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, if, if someone reads a verse, I mean, it's funny. I talked, um, today about, 
our first move to Nashville and what a disaster it was on there. And, you know, someone reached out and was like, oh, my goodness, I just packed my bags up and left Nashville last week. And you've given me hope. Not that necessarily I'll get to move back and 10 years later it will be a, you know, re a redemptive story. But just the fact that, like, it's okay to mess up. It's okay to know that this isn't the end all be all. Like, there is a tomorrow. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I know for me, fear speaks really loud. And it's almost like it, it affects me 10 times. I can hear, you can hear one negative comment, okay? And at least I can. I don't want to project this on anyone. I can hear one negative comment. It's going to affect me 10 times harder than the one positive one does. Same. Right? Same. And I would guess that's the same for most people. I mean, you can think of the things that were either said about you behind your back or said to your face over your life or Or what whatever. you think someone is thinking about you. I mean, it's, think about it, like those things you, you feel and remember and the good things you really have to like search for. Oh yeah, there was that one time. So I'm like, it's, there's gotta be way more good we're putting in for it to speak as loud as the, the bad. Why does the negative scream so loud at us? Because the negative really, there is a lot of positive that goes on in our day to day life. I would think, I think there's something positive probably everyone can grab onto every day somewhere. Even if it's just noticing a beautiful flower or, I don't know, having a moment of peace, just like yeah. looking at your child or, I mean, there's so much struggle, but there is so much good too. But why is it so hard to cling to the good, but it's so easy to cling to the bad? I don't know why. I mean, I, I have to make a conscious effort to see the good. I mean, that is one reason why wheat, okay, wheat is a sign of abundance. It's a sign of goodness to me. Like, I have it all in my house. I have it in different pictures up. I have it whatever. And it has been funny, too, with this life in the wheat field, even though we're only two weeks in, how many people are, like, sending me pictures of wheat that they've seen are like, I've never seen this before. And for that one moment, that one moment, they get to think of, like, God's got me. I'm going to get there. And then it may go back to like the doom and gloom and darkness. Like I, I really, you know, I have a friend and uh, that I've only met one time, but like we're Instagram friends now. And she hit me up. She was out of town. This was last week. And she was like, long story short, she was a family member was having crisis and she had to go, go and be with that family member. And she was staying in a hotel and she's like, I've never been to a hotel before where there is there was a plaque not even a picture of wheat but a plaque on the wall that was talking about the wheat field in that city in 1908 and then behind it was just a gold like image it wasn't like clear or anything but it was a plaque about a wheat field on her hotel wall and she sent it to me and she was like this is what will get me through dealing with this crisis you know what i mean so it's like that that to me, and, and it's cool because when that vision happened three years ago, like wheat was not on the cover of Vogue. Wheat was not in like runway shows left and right, not in the front of Cartier's like display. Like I've seen it there at Tiffany's like everywhere. It was nowhere to be found. And I think it's so cool. People are like, man, I'm seeing wheat everywhere, I guess, because it's just like in the fashion industry right now and, you know, pop culture is embracing it. I'm like, I don't care why. But if you see it and it reminds you of good, like I, I can, it needs to be everywhere as far as I'm concerned. So I don't know why it speaks so much louder. I guess that's just, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, we, we've got to believe that there's abundance on the other side of whatever we're in. 
Because what other way is there to live? There's I mean, just, it's the yeah. only way to live. And I, and I, just to like talk to piggyback on the wheat everywhere. Right before we started talking, my TV was on, but it was on like the screensaver thing where like different pictures pop up. And then we decided we were going to do this podcast, and then like a wheat field popped up on oh, my TV. I was like, oh my go god, why not go with it? I'm going with it. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm at this place in my life where. When the beginning, I mean, I've, I'm always really affected by suffering that, like, I okay. see in the world. And I think a lot of people are. But, like, it really affects me. And it really, like, bad news stories really wreck my world. They, like, just all the things that are wrong in the world. There's so much we could talk about right now. Sure. Really, like, <laughs> hurts my heart. But that's why, to me... You deciding to take this approach and say, listen, this is, this is like biblical. This is a part of the process. It has always been these different seasons. So to be able to identify that like, okay, we are in as a collective in the world, a plowing season. And that is like a part of the process like that to me. I don't know why that just gives me faith that something good is going to come from it because it makes sense when you put it in this perspective. So after the plowing, what comes next? The, the, what happens after plowing is it's time to plant seeds. And so, you know, I don't know what that will look like as a whole for the world, but you know, in smaller terms, it's just the time to go. I, I say in like the study, it's like, you know, those seed planting times, you're doing the work, you're meeting the people, you're, you know, raising the babies, you're doing whatever. That's the seed planting time. Um, and I think, you know, and I'm going to speak on this. This came to me the other day. Like, we have the opportunity to plant seeds of doubt or seeds of faith. Which one are you going to plant? You know, I mean, they're two very different seeds. And they're going to have two very different results. Depending and even on if you see so much doubt in the world and the doubt's affecting you, it does you no good to plant seeds of doubt. You are adding more doubt to the world. You are you are adding more of the dark feelings to the world when really you notice what's happening, but plant seeds of faith. You have yeah. to. We have I to. Mean, what, I guess my thing is just like, what's the point? Like, what's the point to have a negative attitude? What's the point to only see the bad? What's the point to only have – that does not mean I do not – ever have a negative attitude. I asked my family yesterday, I had called a family meeting by 7.45 a.m. to apologize to them for being a booty head. And I use those words and like, I'm just saying, it does us no good. That achieved me nothing. <laughs> like to have a negative attitude, to plant seeds of doubt. I mean, the, the power of the mind is like really incredible. I mean, whether you're a believer, a Christian or not, I mean, you can't refute the power of positive thinking. I mean, that's said all the time, you know, by by people in medical fields, like, yeah, you got to picture yourself healthy or, you know, you can't sit in that space or the manifest manifesting, like you got to, you got to think it right. Like if you mm-hmm. think negative things, like you may attract those. If you think mm-hmm. positive things, you're going to attract that. It's the same principle. It's like no good comes from sitting in the darkness and focusing on the negative. No good. Tell me one time that has served you well, because it has never served me well. Yes. Ever served me well. I mean, and I think of like the soundtrack of my life in my head. I mean, think how how often we, someone told me this one time, like I love worship music and love worshiping and I look silly right now, our church at meeting and I look silly on Sunday morning worshiping down in my den, like surrounded by all my furniture. But 
it's the only time you stop the the voice in your head that's like okay I gotta go do this okay I gotta do this I'm gonna start the dishwasher what okay that did that person call me back yesterday what did they mean by that wait did they call are are we still friends what are we gonna eat this afternoon for lunch okay kids I'll be right there the only time <laughs> that voice stops is when you're worshiping because you're I mean it I it's true like for me it's it's the only time my voice is no longer there because I'm so focused on something else bigger than me. Because even when I'm having a conversation with a friend, it's still my voice going, what do they mean by that? How should yeah. I answer that? Do you want a coffee? Do you want another coffee? Let's have a fifth coffee. I love coffee. You know, like, it's yeah. so interesting. Like, that voice is constantly going. How often is that voice in your head and in my head sowing seeds of doubt in my head and in my spirit? And unfortunately for me, if I don't make a conscious effort to sow seeds of faith, doubt is creeps in in unbelievable ways. And you start to not think you're enough. And you start to think life isn't going to work out. And you start to think we're never going to be able to pay our bills. And you start to think like everybody else has got it figured out and I don't. Those are all seeds of doubt. You know, you start to think, I mean, you name it. Everybody has the seed of doubt that's constantly on edge in their head. Yeah. It, it serves no purpose. And I think you're so right because you guys, I love your story. And if people, I won't make you retell the whole thing again, but like you and Corey, your husband's Corey Crowder. And now he is like one of the top producers in Nashville. He's written a lot of number one hits. He just had the latest Florida Georgia Lion hit, um, I Love My Country, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> but it wasn't always like that for y'all. Like when y'all first moved to Nashville, I mean, you guys were just trying to make ends meet. You were just yeah. trying to like, do the thing yeah and it was hard and y'all are young yeah hard 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 very hard season very waiting on our rain to come season plowing season sowing seeds was like really hard um yeah and I mean like in theory if if the end goal for us let's say in that setting was like let's have success and I say let's because like I'm like Dude, we're a team, you know. Y'all been in it, <laughs> but it, it, it our high school sweethearts. For 20 years, so 21, 21 years, crazy. Wow. Um, if the end goal was to, like, have a harvest in the music world, well, yeah, we're there. Great. Number one songs, you know, like, living out dreams. But the funniest thing, and I teach this, too, is the real work starts when you get your harvest. Why is that? Oh, From a, like, farming standpoint, you have to, like, when it's time to go get your wheat, it's finally ready. Like, the harvesting process is very labor, like, very labor intensive for farmers, for anyone. Like, it's whether you're, you have vineyards, anything you're harvesting, you have a set date. There's, like, the one time you should go and get it. You can't do anything else. You got to go out there and harvest it. Well, like, for wheat specifically, there's, like, a tiny bit of the wheat that's useful. The majority of it is not. And so you have to get it and break all the wheat up. There's threshing. There's, so there's like, so many different steps to harvesting. It is a lot of work to harvest the wheat. And you get this much, like, goodness from it. And the rest you have to throw away. And so I equate that to harvest seasons. You think you've arrived. You think that's it. Well, then it only gets harder because you're, like, Ooh, I've tasted a harvest. Well, I don't want this harvest to ever go away. I better work just as hard and keep doing it and getting this field ready and doing that field. Well, then you have, you know, Corey's very blessed right now in this season he's in with his work. Like, he's literally turning down projects because he doesn't have time to take them on. And if that's not a God thing in this season, like, that's a huge blessing and we recognize it. But he's 
turning work away. He's trying to be a good dad. He's trying to be a good husband. He's trying to find time for his family. All our family's back in Georgia. We're trying to take vacations and have moments. All of a sudden, the stakes are higher. It's just as much work. It is. It looks different than when you were plowing and sowing seeds, but the work is no less. And then you have a target on your back. <laughs> you know what I mean? People go, like, ready to come and find you, and you're constantly wondering is, we talk about it all the time. You have a number one song. You're like, is this going to be my last? Is this it? Is this it for me? Will there, will there be another one? Because no one knows. Mm -hmm. So even when you're in harvesting, what is essentially looks like a harvest season, it's hard. Yeah. You know, it, the work is no easier. Um, and that's not a take away from it. It's a blessing to be in a harvest season. It's still work. Yeah. Period. You know, I, mean, I think you, you probably run into this too. Like the entertainment spectrum is a tricky spectrum because or that whole, the whole industry as a whole, because on the outside, it looks so different than it actually on is. On the outside, it looks like the pre-COVID. It looks like the right. award shows and all the, like the tour buses. And you see all these like video montages of like stuff sped up really fast where people are doing all this backstage life and having these big songs and writing in rooms and producing with big artists and you know, the razzle dazzle. Okay. That's a snapshot. Of it's like, a pinky toe of like what, you know what I mean? And so then you're having to fight that of like, you know, I mean, I'll get messages from people like I grew up with or, Oh, your life. That's so fun. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm over here. Like trying to figure out how like my house doesn't look like a hoarder lives in it because I haven't had time to do anything. There are like fruit pies in my kitchen. Cause I have dirty dishes. There's like, you want to just be like, no, we're all the same here. It's just culture recognizes entertainment in a different way. Good, bad, ugly, it doesn't matter, then it should. And even the people that, you know, that, that people put on a pedestal and what they're just people with real issues and work for their harvest too. I mean, when I think about, I always like your husband, I mean, bands, like they have to go in day in, day out, play songs, keep fans happy, put out new music, like when touring's happening. Touring is like grueling work, and then you're but it's a harvest, but it's work. You're gone. You're gone, you're missing moments. Yeah. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now. But there's so many people oh, who have to make make a hit. Like, you know, like you can have all the talent in the world, but like so much has to go into it all working. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. constant, have, it's constant faith, really, is what it is. You have constant to, faith. That's it's constant point. faith. You have to just constant, and this, I, I think this goes for any person who has a dream or drive or who's just working hard at something like, there's gonna be times that suck, you know? But those seasons are yeah. actually, my dad and mom came in town for Sonny's birthday this weekend and my dad was talking to Michael and I and he's a dentist and he's worked really hard his whole life and he's an amazing dentist. If anyone needs a great restorative dentist, Steve Cutworth, go see him in Waco, Texas. But he was like, don't you guys ever forget that this is the best season of your life like the building season, like I guess what you would call it, like sort of like the plowing yes. season in a way, that it's like, yeah, like it's such a beautiful time of your life because you're just in it, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, my dad said a couple years back, he was like, listen, you're in the best days of your life and you don't even know it. And it's like, we've not written that song yet. I, Corey and I talk about this all the time. It's like in the seasons when you're like, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Or like, whatever. I mean, they're pretty much every day around here now. It's like, oh, a zombie land. I know. But it's like, we're in the best days of our life. We don't even know it. And you don't until you're on the, other, on the other side of it, you know? And so what's funny, and I can take this analogy in a million different ways. To sum it up, look, seek to find the abundance in your life. Because seeking to find anything other than that is a waste of your time. There, I summed up the wheat field, okay? But if, I don't know, I just feel like, like, you could even look back on what you thought was a plowing season and realize it's one of the sweetest, most like, oh, that was actually kind of harvest, you know? Like, we just chose to look at the hard hard parts of it, you know? I mean, it can go either way if I'm going to keep beating a dead horse here with analogy, but it's true. It Things are just, I don't know, eyes up, <laughs> trusting that to, today, like, I have everything I need and I'll pray tomorrow that that's the same. You know, a lot of times, um, and I also just think like, say a lot of times in those plowing seasons, your relationships with the people that you're closest to who are also experiencing those plowing seasons with you, you form relationships and depth and camaraderie and love and a connection that you could never, yeah. ever have if you go through something really hard together. And those bonds can never be broken. And those bonds are spiritual. Yeah. 
I, I had, I, did you watch, did you guys watch The Last Dance? It was like the Michael Jordan documentary. We've watched half of it and we haven't finished it because we fell asleep. I'm terrible with names. I'm not going to forget Michael Jordan's name, but I cannot remember here where the point guard was on his team for the Bulls during those years. Oh, I'm always going to be like, how'd you forget it? But he's this, he's the point guard. Anyway, he tells this story um, that he like grew up, he wasn't really any good at basketball, hardly at all. He didn't really get, he got like one college scholarship to some small school. He decides to go to it. But while he is there at this school, his dad dies in this crazy thing like internationally. And it lit a fire under him. The only way he could cope with his dad passing was to go out and play basketball every day. And he would go play for hours and hours and hours. And then all of a sudden this no-name basketball player got so good that he ends up being the starting point guard for the Bulls during this, like, iconic era. But and when he's telling this story. Tragedy. His plowing season is Tragedy. Like yes. And I thought, man, like, his life would have been totally different. I mean, more than likely, more than likely, had that not happened to him, the legacy he got to be a part of would have never existed. And I know I'm not saying he would have traded, like, yeah, I'll still, you know. I'm just saying – those piling seasons affect us in ways that what you're saying, you would never have the relationships with the people you get to have during that time. Like they do serve a purpose. Sometimes we can't see it on this side of heaven, but they serve a purpose. And, you know, I mentioned my friend earlier. I mean, there's been two other friends I'm sitting here thinking of these like horrible things that they've gone through, but I have the richest relationships with them because all of a sudden you're getting down talking about like, real stuff. You know what I mean? And wrinkles on foreheads, no matter, like, no, like my friend who went through a really hard time last year with, with the husband getting a crazy diagnosis and he's doing great now and all that. I was sitting with her at the hospital and essentially the doctors came in and were hoping like, well, we hope we can get him like three to six months, you know, like it was devastating. And she's like, I'm just sitting here thinking about the things that I worried about a week ago what a waste of time. You know what I mean? And it's like, holy cow, what, let's, let's spend our time a little bit wiser. You know, I just think that's, I don't know. I've never forgotten her saying that. Um, because you, you do know, start going, Oh, what, what am I spending my time thinking on here? Is it like important and have an eternal purpose or what is it? You and know? you have talked about this before a lot because you have such a caring heart and you feel so much like me that you used to get all consumed by stuff that you would see and read and like terrible things happening. Like it used to take you down all the way and you had to make a choice to switch, switch it. I feel like, I feel like you had like a moment. Yeah. I did. Yeah, no, I did. And I think that, you know, I started seeing a counselor a few years ago and that has like changed my world. And there was, there was no, like, there wasn't some tra traumatic experience that I was like, oh, I've got to go see a counselor starting now. But a friend noticed, like, you take on everybody's problem and have to fix it. Um, like, this is not healthy, you know? Because I had to. I, yeah, it, it was mine. I made it my personal responsibility. This is, like, on me. How is this person going to survive? I took on a lot of heavy. And I had to go work through, through why I chose to do that or why I've done this like my whole life and 
you know, would see a homeless person and my, my parents knew it would like wreck me for a whole day. Like it just, it would get to my core to work through a healthy way of saying like, I'm no one savior. Um, I can't fix a single person. I'm also not in charge of, of, <laughs> of them and the choices they make. And my counselor has, she's just been incredible. And the one thing she's like, what you need to understand is you are not responsible. Let me make sure I get this right. You are responsible for what you say and what you do. You are not responsible for what anyone does with what you say or do. Those are two different things. Okay. You are You are responsible for what you say. You are responsible for what you do. You are not responsible for how I take anything you do or say. That is not your responsibility. Wow. Because I felt like I needed everyone to like me, I need to keep everybody happy and make sure everyone's taken care of. Yes, yes. Like, I'm I'm not responsible for your happiness, Caroline. Like, I'm sorry I'm not. I'm responsible if I say something hurtful or whatnot. Absolutely. That's a different story. But I'm not responsible but for what I do and say. I'm not responsible for for how you interpret it or, you know, what biases you bring into what I said to you. Um, I'm not responsible for those things. And that was one of the first things I learned years ago when I started, I guess probably seven years ago, talking to her and we like had a Zoom call this week, and um, we've probably spoken two different times over the last six months. And now I've just learned go on and schedule it a month out. More than likely, you're going to find something to talk about. If whatever I don't have her on my calendar, and she's this sweet lady in her 70s, and she's in like a retirement community, and we Zoom, and it's like the cutest thing. But like, if I don't have her on my calendar, I'm always like, I need to talk to Lynn. Or Corey's like, when do you, when do you, uh, when is the time for you to talk to Lynn again? Like, he can even tell. You just need a little tune up. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you got lit on your counter. But this week, you know, I was telling her all about the Bible study, and she's not, like, on Instagram or Facebook, so I didn't want to, like, I, I was just telling her about it, and she was like, man, you're, and I was just telling her about the visions and the confirmations, and, and we go there, you know, we go to the spiritual realm in our conversations, and um, she was like, wow, you, how did she word it? Oh, she was basically like, you are responsible to use the gift but wow. you are not responsible for the results of it. Wow. Isn't that kind of freeing though? It's like, so freeing. it's freeing. Like, because it's like, you know, this is put on you. Like you said, it chased you down. Chased me and down. You never sought out to do this. It's just followed you down. It's been on your heart so much that you feel like you have to get it out there, but it is not your responsibility. How anyone receives it. I'm not. And that was so freeing to me. That's so this so week, freeing. When I could go in and delete the comments that were like, you believe in Jesus, you're an idiot. And you know, there were a couple of those, which I knew would come. It is what it is. I could delete them, block them, not think twice about it, and go back to finding pretty pictures of wheat to get out to people. And But before, I would be like, oh, my gosh, like this person, you know, like, no, I'm not responsible for the result. I'm not. I'm not responsible to change that person's heart or attempt it. Now I'm going to keep going back over here, you know. And I think the one thing I felt with this, um, putting it out there, was like I just kept hearing, "Just get out of the way. Just stay out of the way. Stay out of my way." And I've had to be very much like, "All right, let's just stay focused here. <laughs> what do you have for me, God? Let's put it out there." Um, and not get distracted with what's over here or over here. Like you're responsible for the gift and the calling you have in your life. You're responsible to use it, but you are not responsible for the results, Carolyn. That is, that's some good stuff right so there's there. There's that. 
So how do you know what you're going to talk about? Sweet. How do you know what you want to speak about? I, I, I mean, I think I like followed a process at the beginning and I had like five studies written. I'd done five weeks with one of the groups before COVID. And now I'm realizing that like one per, one thing I was teaching in person, I can make into like three or four videos. So that's three or four weeks lessons. But honestly, it's like today I, I went and sat at my favorite little coffee shop or the market and I sat outside and I was like getting the next one ready. And then all these things just started coming. And so now it's like, I don't, I am not hurting for content there, but it's, I'm just going with it. You know, I'm just going with it. It's like you open up your floodgates from God and they just kind of pour in. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I'm following. We're, you're in a waiting season. You cannot start plowing until the rain comes. The rain softens the ground for the farmer so he can start plowing. If you don't wait on the rain to come, you're kind of screwing yourselves up because that the ground's going to be harder if you go without, basically, I quit. waiting on the rain is like waiting on God to be like, all right, it's your time. Go for it. You wait, you plow, you sow some seeds, then you have to wait on the rain again, because back in the day, the only way to water their seeds was God bringing the rain. Then it's harvest time, you do it. And like then I just go into all kinds of things I have to do with the wheat. It's all in the Bible. It's also like whatever comes to mind, seeds of doubt, seeds of anything that goes with it. And I'm sure at some point, I'm going to be like, you see the pretty wheat behind me? Okay, we're not talking about anything wheat related. Let's talk about the pressure we have as mom. You know, like I'm sure that'll happen probably sooner than later, but... For now, it's not. I'm just going to roll with it. Um, I, I do just have such a passion to see every person I come in contact with, like, be inspired and live an abundant life because my heart breaks for the women that can't, that live in that plowing season and then live in that plowing season again and then live in that plowing season and they have a whole entire wheat field in front of them, but they'll never see it because in their mind, they're in the plowing season. Oh, wow. That's good, Lainey. That's, you know, like, it's like right there. It's right there. Everybody else can see it, you know? And I mean, the other thing I talk about is you have a wheat field in front of you, but your eyes are on the farmer next door's wheat field. Oh. It's bigger than mine. He didn't work as hard as I did. Look at that pretty wheat. Like the whole comparison situation. You know, like that's a thing too. You're missing your abundance right here by looking over here. And I mean, I'm 100% guilty of that, you know? And um, I mean, I think that's an important thing I'll teach on. That's um, so good. And then there's, this is where it starts to sound like really churchy and I don't want to because of the word locust. Like no one says that, but the Bible. And so I, I don't love that. invasion of locusts like seven years True. ago. That's so right. Yeah, that's exactly right. That was thousands of locusts. You'd walk out of your door and you'd get attacked by like tons of locusts. That's so true. Like it actually happened recently. Um, yes. That is true. But like I talk about, you know, locusts will come to attack your harvest. Like what is the locust that comes to your harvest the most? Mine is surprise, fear. Um, but it can be anything. It can be doubt. It can be negative self-talk. It can be comparison like what is the locust that's coming after your harvest figure out what it is like seriously what would yours be what is like life can be going great but what's the locust that comes after you oh mine always goes back to my self-worth and just not thinking it's worth it and or that i'm good enough or that which those are lies 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 totally and i know they're lies i know and like I've now I've been a, because of my podcast and talking to amazing people like you, I now like know 
that everybody has their locust. Everybody. Everybody. And so that gives me peace of mind to know that, like, okay, I feel these things, but they're not true. And for whatever reason, some sort of story that I've told myself that was a lie that I've just believed for a long time, I just have to rewire myself. But, like, it's it's hard because you create this belief about yourself that you think is part of who you are. But really, it's not. It's just some sort of lie that you made up because something in your past triggered it, and then you stuck in that. And and then you formed everything off of that. It was like like a one degree off. Think about that. If your mindset at six was one degree off about something, then that's how you formed your, like, worldview. It's a little off, and it just keeps getting more and more off the older we get. You know what I mean? Just something... changes of your life it's crazy and I mean that's why like working to understand who you are and having you know counselors or people that you that do counsel you in some way shape or form or go into scripture and let it tell you who you are so you don't believe it is just so important because hey at least you know what your locus is right I mean like you can name it and you can start to recognize it quicker and you can be that's a good point that you make, though, because yeah, a lot of people I mean, are like, I don't need therapy. I don't want to go to therapy. My life's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But really, you're going to therapy, and you're going to help, or you're going to life in the wheat field, or you're going to anywhere to get inspiration to realize yeah. that you are just one degree off. And the degree yeah. that you're off is a lie that you've been telling yourself that you're letting grow out of control, and you need someone who has deep roots in truth that can identify truth in you to get you back over three and you know what next week you're gonna be one degree off again and then you gotta like i mean it's a constant tuna battle to like seek the truth you know what i mean i mean the truth will set you free it is impossible to grasp at all times we are not perfect we're not going to think perfect 24 7 but the goal should be to consistently chase down truth with like every ounce of your being because the lies we believe and honestly I mean I'm looking like I'm terrified for teenagers I'm watching like that age group be the lies they're believing Ooh, I mean thank you Lord we did not have a phone and TikTok when we were like growing up you know I mean that you have to be a certain way or you have to act a certain way or you have to look a certain way or you have to talk a certain way or you have to wear like, we believe that a little bit, but it wasn't over in our minds. Like, you know, I am I can be guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. But I'm watching, like, grown women act like teenagers because of things they're seeing on their phone or this comments or whatever. And it's just like, no, 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 no. Those are based off of lies. Let's reorient ourselves and, like, be truth seekers. And that can sound really boring and churchy and whatever, but I'm sorry. Like, when has it ever served you well to chase down a lie. It doesn't. It never does. Um, but no, I, I mean, you know, after this call, I will like get on a phone call with you and tell you all the amazing things about Caroline Hobby because I just love you to pieces. And but we all have that lie we believe. We all have that lie we believe. We, we all have that locus. I love that. So you that locus. Fear? I mean, what is, what part of fear? Um, I think fear of failure was like my locus. Like, so you know what? This for you to put this out here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair failure at every turn. It's like, you know, um, oh, man, look at this field. This is great, but it's not going to be like this way. Oh, I bet it rains going to come tonight and just it's going to ruin it. It's going to ruin all my work. Like, you know, who knows? Uh, failure is like, I think what I let define me 
and drive me for so long that it's just in me. I'm having to constantly, like at the end of the day, and I'll say this to you too about self-worth, it's like I will, there's no success I can have or not have that makes me any more valuable or less valuable. Yep. I'm as valuable as I was ever going to be on the day I was born, in my personal opinion, before that, like, in my, like, the day I got created, like, the value hasn't, that will not change, you know, and it's the same for you, it's like, there's nothing you can do that makes Caroline more incredible and valuable and worthy than the day she was born, there's nothing you can do or not do, and I couldn't agree with you more, a lot of us believe that, a lot of us believe that lie. I think the only responsibility that we have to do with our lives, not, and you don't even have to do this, but to me, this would be what I would encourage everyone to do in some way. It doesn't have to be a career. It doesn't have to be anything major. I think we owe it to our souls to figure out what is that passion in our souls. Because to me, that is why we came here. Like you are... It may take your whole lifetime to figure it out, but like chase the curiosity just enough to never let it die, to know like what is my soul really wanting? And like what you're doing right now is what your soul is really wanting. And like it doesn't have to be a career. It doesn't have to be a job. But like sure. I think we all have this burning desire that is from God that is in our human bodies. And we're human incarnate, but like we have this burning desire that is totally unique to anyone else. And I think that's our little God spark. And I just think that like we all can feel it. And like you said, like like take the time to figure out what our locus is. Like we should take the time to figure out what our passion is. And then we really can like we got something to work with. We know what our fear is and then we know what our passion is. So like we know what the the dark is in our lives and we know what the light is in our lives. So let's just keep moving towards the light. So true. Towards the light. There you go. Yes and amen. That sounds like sum up this whole thing. Flee the darkness, follow the light, all will be, all might not be well, but we won't focus on the fact that it might not be well, because that will get us nowhere. Amen. So I always wrap up with leave your light, which is very mm -hmm. fitting for this. I love it. What? This is the light. What do you want to um, do? I'm going to quote the scripture that my whole study is based off of, and that is John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal and kill and to destroy I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. So there you go. There's the dark and light in that too. Something that steals and kills and destroys or something that gives you a life abundant. I love I it. Choose, I choose abundance and hope you will too. Life in the wheat field. Dog and yes, Lainey Crowder. Every Wednesday you're getting a new inspirational video and after hearing this podcast, I'm sure y'all all can see why I'm obsessed with these. I'm obsessed with you, Lane. I love you so much. I love your perspective on all things God and abundance because it's it's such a it's such a huge topic to navigate. And I just love that you're just letting God lead you, and you're not trying to be perfect, but you are just trying to be this light that. You're trying to shed the light that comes through you, and it is so inspiring to me. And I am so inspired that you started it. I'm so inspired. Thank you. Thank you for your support. You spoke a lot of life into it, a lot of life into it. Um, I just believe when you feel chased down by something, like you said, because I have had that feeling, and I'm sure so many people listening to this 
have had that feeling where there is something burning a hole in your heart that you have to do it. Yeah. But so many people just slam that door on it, slam that door on it because they're like, I'm, fail. <laughs> I'm not good enough. This is stupid. I got to do something. Well, more okay. Yeah. I can't like, no one would ever believe me. Like I'm a fraud, whatever your lies are. And I know how easy it is to want to slam that door. But really, if you can just open the door and like walk into that burning passion, I really think life in the wheat field, abundance happens. And I think, I think we all have that, I think we all have that ability to step into that burning desire that we feel. And I just love that you didn't slam the door on it. And you said, freak it. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go, I'm going to start this whole thing. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to let it evolve. And I'm going to put the date out there and then I'll figure it out. And I'm just going to keep doing that. I love it. So far, um, it feels right. So I'm just going to keep going with it. And I'm just putting this out there. There's going to be a virtual retreat coming up one day. Yes. You said you felt one coming, so I'm just putting it out there. There's no, I do. I think that that's going to happen. That's a that's a part of this. So I'm um yeah, my wheels are kind of spinning on that. So, so y'all will be the first to know. It'll be great. Life in the wheat field and Lainey Crowder, L A N E Y C R O W D E R for all sorts of amazing inspiration. And also, if you want to laugh, you should follow your momic relief. Ah. Because I feel like I've had to put it on the back burner because of this. And I'm like, I can't have a million pages, but I'm just going to start going back to posting the ridiculous quotes that kids say. You're so funny. On Momic Relief, you post all of these <laughs> things that kids say, and I always find myself cracking up. So anyway, Lainey, you are full of inspiration. You're sharing your life in such a beautiful way. You're putting your heart and soul out there. You're doing it for... God and the greater good and the light and you're trying to shine that on others and so you will be blessed and I love you so much and thank you for coming on here and sharing this with thank me. Thank you so much Caroline. I love you. I love you. Mwah. Bye. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now.